What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be running through my week 16 running back rankings. So talking about the top 36 running backs for this specific week, hopefully you guys are able to use these rankings, go out, set your lineups to uh, bring home the W for the semifinal playoff game. As always, if you guys have any questions, you know, it could be running backs. It could be other positions. Also, I will be putting out rankings for every position, but you guys can still drop those questions down below. If you do enjoy the content or you're asking a question, just do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's get into the rankings. And I'm starting it off here at number one with Derrick Henry. Now, you know, typically I'm not going to go super in depth on these early guys because, you know, regardless of if I have Henry one, two or three, he's going to be a lock in your lineup no matter what. But I mean, I feel like Derrick Henry has got to be the number one here. Every time this man goes up against the Houston Texans, he just puts together a monster performance. I don't really see why, you know, uh, something changes here this week. So he's going to be my running back one. And number two, I think I have the guy who's, you know, probably most consistently the running back one, at least on his new team. And that is going to be Christian McCaffrey going up against the Commanders. You know, a solid matchup here. Not great. Not terrible. I think the uh, 49ers are probably going to have an early lead in this game. Could see, you know, McCaffrey closing this one out on the ground. At three, I have Eckler going up against the Colts. Kind of had a little injury scare there. You know, went to the medical tent, but was good to go. Obviously has great receiving upside and is a high-end running back one. And then another guy, you know, who's just consistently up here, Josh Jacobs going up against the Steelers. Then I think we probably have a tear break jumping to Saquon Barkley but still very confident in Saquon moving forward, going up against the Vikings. And then behind him, I have Ramondre Stevenson, who when healthy, just continues to be wildly impressive. He also continues to demand a very impressive workload. This is a tough matchup against the Bengals, but I think at this point, like Ramondre is a locked in top 10 running back week to week, regardless of the team he's going up against. Then at seven, I have Dalvin Cook, who is coming off of a massive game. He hasn't necessarily been the most consistent option. He doesn't have the highest weekly floor, but like I said, coming off of a huge game, going up against the Giants, still a locked-in running back one. Then at eight, I have Tony Pollard. Obviously not an ideal matchup here against the Eagles, but I think the game script is probably going to be helped here with the uh, Jalen Hurts injury. Cowboys, I think, are like minus five in terms of uh, you know being favorites, so this could be something where we see Pollard get more carries as they're kind of closing that game out, and it's just someone who has had a very solid workload. At nine, I have Kenneth Walker, and he was someone who was kind of heavily debated last week going up against a very tough matchup against the 49ers. He didn't do anything crazy, but he also didn't completely fold in that spot he is a much better matchup here against the Chiefs he was coming off of that ankle injury he played you know his full set of snaps so he should be good to go in a matchup that I like here against the Chiefs also probably without Tyler Lockett it'll be interesting to see if the Seahawks even you know lean a little more heavily on the running back position and Kenneth Walker so I like him here as a running back one but to be totally honest I feel like we kind of have a tier probably from like running back eight to like running back 13 area where I feel like a lot of these guys are interchangeable, but they're probably all going to be, you know, like locks in your fantasy lineup. So behind him, I have Aaron Jones going up against the Dolphins. I guess we could say the Packers offense, you know, starting to improve throughout the season. It does seem like they're kind of relying pretty heavily on both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones could have been like a top five guy this week, but it looks like uh, A.J. Dillon cleared concussion protocol, so he's likely not going to be getting you know the uh, clear-cut RB1 touches, but still someone who I view as a top 12 guy. At 11, I have Nick Chubb, and I know Nick Chubb has been you know pretty disappointing as of late. The workload is still solid. 
He really just hasn't been able to find the end zone. This offense has definitely not been clicking with Deshaun Watson. So I do think there are some concerns here for Chubb, but I'm still at the spot where I'm going to start him as a running back one because he could go out there this week, rush for 120 yards, get a touchdown or two, you know, and you just can't be sitting that type of player. We know in terms of like real talent, he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So still a top 12 guy for me. And then to finish up the RB1s, I have James Conner. This is definitely not an ideal matchup going up against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I still like Conner. He's had a massive workload, you know, ever since he's gotten healthy. Even in an offense that's likely going to be struggling without Kyler at quarterback, he's still someone who's going to be involved as a pass catcher. If they get to the goal line, he'll be getting all of those opportunities. So I still think he's someone who can give you, you know, a pretty decent floor with that receiving workload. But also, you know, have a potential ceiling if he catches a ton of passes and can find the end zone against the Buccaneers. Now, looking at my running back twos, starting it off here with Travis Etienne. Now, Etienne, uh, you know, has kind of struggled as of late. I kind of broke down his run in my uh, running back start sit video, and I'm just not overly concerned. Like, the production hasn't been there, but there really hasn't been like a huge red flag where it's like, you know, Etienne, it kind of makes sense why he's been struggling. The points just haven't shown up. He hasn't gotten into the end zone. This Jaguars offense has been peaking. Lawrence is throwing for a ton of touchdowns, and just none of them have kind of found their way to ETN. So I'm not panicking here. He probably would be a top 12 guy for me if he didn't have a tough matchup against the Jets. So I still think he's someone I'm definitely relying on. And, you know, I'm probably going to be much higher than consensus on him because the numbers haven't been there over the past like four or five weeks. But I will once again be going back to the well on Travis ETN. And I will also be going back to the well on Alvin Kamara. Now, Kamara has some more clear kind of red flags here compared to Travis Etienne. His workload on the ground has been pretty solid. The very, very weird thing, this past week, they bring up David Johnson. I'm pretty sure that was his first game with the Saints, um, at least, you know, on this specific run. And they have that man running more routes than Alvin Kamara. How do you have the shell of David Johnson running more routes than Alvin Kamara when that is his specialty? It doesn't make sense to me. He had a solid day on the ground, but still doesn't give you a ton for fantasy because the receiving work was just not there. Now, it's not like David Johnson, you know, ran like, you know, way more routes. I think they were pretty neck and neck. But, you know, Alvin Kamara needs to be a guy who's out there on 60, 70 percent of the routes. So hopefully we see that switch. I do think this is a great matchup here against the uh, Browns run defense. So hopefully he is able to take advantage of that. At 15 here, I have Miles Sanders coming off of a wildly disappointing game. He looked like an absolute smash matchup against the Bears. They should have gone up early. Bears run defense has been really bad. And I mean, he absolutely fell flat on his face. He draws a tough matchup here against the Cowboys. So I think he kind of falls back to his typical like mid to uh, high-end RB2 territory. Behind Sanders, I have Joe Mixon here, and he definitely has not regained his uh, you know workhorse role. He's still splitting some opportunities with Samaje Pirine. In a not great matchup here against the Patriots, he's going to slide in as more of a, a mid-tier running back too for me. And then a very close you know guy behind him, Jarek McKinnon, who really has just come out of nowhere, giving you back-to-back -back monster performances. I like the matchup here against the Seahawks. You know, they've given up a ton of points to fantasy running backs. They've also been pretty susceptible to uh, running backs in the receiving game. All this lines up for a very strong Jarek McKinnon performance. Now, looking at McKinnon, I don't think he has the highest floor. Like, I think some people are going to look at his past two weeks, you know, 30 plus points in back-to-back -back games and think he's automatically, you know, going to replicate that. It's very possible he goes out and has another very large day, but we can't just be penciling in like six, 
seven receptions for McKinnon on a consistent basis. So I like him as a mid-tier running back too. I think I'm probably in the middle on where people are viewing McKinnon. And I think this is kind of an appropriate spot for him here. At 18, I have Najee Harris. I like the matchup here against the Raiders. I just don't really love the situation and role he has going on with the Steelers. His receiving role is very, very limited. Um, You know, there's not going to be a ton of touchdowns scored on that offense. So I think he's kind of like a, you know, lower ceiling play, but still a solid running back two this week in a good matchup. At 19, I have Ezekiel Elliott, the man who just, you know, is able to find the end zone. A tough matchup here against the Eagles. I definitely prefer Tony Pollard over Zeke, but someone who I'm still comfortable firing in as a mid-tier running back two. And then behind him, I have J.K. Dobbins going up against the Falcons. It's in sort of a committee there with the uh, Ravens, but definitely, you know, leading that backfield has put together back-to-back impressive rushing numbers uh, coming off of that knee surgery. At 21, I have A.J. Dillon, and after basically being useless like all season long over these past few weeks, he has emerged as a, you know, decently solid option for fantasy. So he does crack my top 24. Like I talked about with Aaron Jones, they continue to feed these two running backs. They're relying on the run game. So I think he can be trusted this week. And then right behind him, I have another running back in a committee, and that is Isaiah Pacheco. I loved Pacheco last week. I thought he had a smash matchup against the Texans. I think we do have to be a little weary about his workload because he is a pretty one-dimensional player. He's not someone who's like a three-down back. He's not going to give you a ton of receiving work. He is, you know, uh, relying primarily on his work on the ground. I mean, that's basically the entirety of his production. So he's probably, you know, penciled in for like 70 rushing yards, but you got to hope he's getting into the end zone. And we saw last week, he made some mistakes. He fumbled. He got Mahomes lit up in pass protection. So those are things that are just going to continue to push more opportunities to McKinnon, especially since he has been so effective. So I like the matchup. I think he's a solid back end running back too. But, you know, in a plus matchup, we got burned last week. So I am going to be pumping the brakes a little bit here on Isaiah Pacheco. At 23, I have David Montgomery. And I do think there's probably a drop off from Pacheco to David Montgomery. And this is going to be assuming that Khalil Herbert makes his return off of IR. From everything I've seen, that seems like the uh, most likely possibility here. And we saw that early on in the season, these two were in a pretty solid split. You also toss in the fact that this is a tough matchup against the Bills. He's still going to be, you know, technically a top 24 running back, but I do think, like I said, there's a drop off from Pacheco to Montgomery. And then honestly, you know, from here on out, the running back position does get a little bit rough. So to wrap up the top 24, we have Cam Akers. He's playing a pretty solid role in this offense, but it's a bad offense with limited touchdown upside, limited efficiency. And then he also draws the uh, tough Denver Broncos defense. So this could be a really gross game for the Rams offense. At 25, I have Latavius Murray in that same matchup going up against Cam Akers. He saw a very strong workload last week. This could be a pretty gross game, honestly, on both sides. Two decent defenses. I think the Broncos are looking pretty strong. We'll see if the Rams can get Aaron Donald back, but we'll see what these running backs can do. At 26, I have Zonovan Knight. Kind of like a uh, poor man's Isaiah Pacheco, he is only getting work on early downs. He is going to be very limited in the receiving department. So I like the matchup here against the Jaguars. He can probably go for, you know, between 60 and 100 yards. It's really just going to come down to whether or not he can get into the end zone. So we'll see what he can do uh, this weekend. 27, I have Devin Singletary going up against the Bears. I do think he's the uh, back that's going to be leading on that committee there with him and James Cook. Bears on paper should be a great matchup. I know we just saw Miles Sanders, you know, totally bust. 
but I think we can go back to the well here. You know, I don't love him in your lineups, but I do think he's a uh, solid running back three play this week. Then behind him, I have Leonard Fournette, and I'll just talk about Fournette and Rashad White together. I have Fournette at 28, Rashad White at 31. You know, these backs have gone back and forth in the usage department. On Sunday, we saw Fournette lead in both snaps and routes run, so he's going to get the edge in my uh, rankings this week. I don't feel overly confident in either player on an offense that's struggling, but I mean, both do get involved as check down options for Brady, so I think, you know, they're both mid-tier RB3 options. At 29, I have DeAndre Swift. I don't love the workload. It's still a full-on three-man committee, but I do think he's the running back to own in that committee and, you know, is the guy who's getting the receiving work, which is the most valuable opportunities in that offense. I have Raheem Mostert here at 30, and this is going to be assuming that uh, Jeff Wilson is back. If Jeff Wilson does not return here, I think we could probably toss Raheem Mostert up there, top 22, RB 21, 20, somewhere in that range. But if Jeff Wilson is back, it's probably going to be a questionable committee. I would lean towards Mostert leaving it or leading it with uh, Wilson coming back from injury, but we just never really know, you know, what's actually going to happen there with that Dolphins backfield. At 32, I have Brian Robinson. This is just a really, really tough matchup to go up against with the 49ers when you are in a running back committee. So kind of like a back end RB3. Uh, Back to back at 33 and 34, I have Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. Both draw a decently tough matchup against the Ravens. This is a full-on 50-50 committee with limited receiving work, likely limited touchdown opportunities with Desmond Ritter leading this offense. It didn't look pretty, so really not feeling great about either of these guys. 35, I have Zach Moss. Should be leading this uh, Colts backfield going up against the Chargers. I'm just not really sure how valuable that role is actually going to be. I'm expecting, you know, that offense to kind of struggle here, and it's probably going to be some sort of split between Moss and Deion Jackson. And then to wrap up this top 36, we have the receiving back on the other side of the B-Rob committee. It's going to be Antonio Gibson. Same thing I talked about with B-Rob. It's a really rough matchup against the 49ers. So that is going to wrap it up for my top 36 running backs. As always, if you did enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Also, go check out my uh, wide receiver rankings. Those are coming out today. And then tomorrow, I will have two different videos coming out. One will be the uh, top 18 quarterbacks and tight ends. And then the other one, I'll be going through the uh, top 18 or probably top 15 uh, defenses and kickers. So stay tuned for that. As always, I really appreciate the support. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.